Hello and welcome to episode number 393 of the Armin Show podcast. All the variety growth, as you can see, live streams on the way, past great content, material science, people, creativity. This is an in-person. We've had online, in-person panels, a variety. It continues to grow. Glad for the support. Patreon in the future, other things. The show blossoms. On this one here, we have a recurring guest. He's been on the show before. He's on the show again. Gary Kazazian, welcome. Hello. Gary on the program. Gary, glad to have you here. Glad to be here. You represent various items, long live relation with someone who matches your form. It's not common in existence, but in this case, it is. And it's very delightful. Thank you. Glad to. These are the special moments. I see the special moments for what they are during the moment. So where another individual can feel anxious for something, nervous for something. When I'm in the great moments, there is peace. Let's go. Let's go. Now, a variety of topics also. California surf fishing is your representative. It is your brand. It is your material. Tell us a little bit about California surf fishing 2023. What's happening? First of all, I don't know if uh, you at home can see this. This is a California surf fishing shirt. It is not my California surf fishing sh shirt. Uh, it's the Facebook group's California surf fishing shirt run by my uh, good friend Vince. And these are cool shirts, so you should get them if you want. But it's not my brand, just, just saying. Right. But yeah, 2023 uh, for my California surf fishing, which is uh, my brother and I is California surf fishing. Duo. Since I think 2016 or 2017 on Instagram. 2016 or 2017 on Instagram. I'm not entirely certain. Um, but uh, Good yeah. Good things take years to build. Yeah, uh, we, we do a lot of surf fishing. I've got a book about surf fishing called the California Surf Fishing, The Hunt for Big Fish. Uh, the last month or two, we've started guiding, which means we take people out to the beach and show them how to catch fish, whether it be bait and weight style, which is for catching sheephead, calico bass, rockfish, and cabazon, or lure fishing, which is catching halibut and white sea bass primarily. Um, which both of those styles require different conditions. So we're doing guiding now. We have the book. I am actually designing a lure, making a lure. I'm actually playing with a prototype right now. So if that goes well, we'll be releasing, uh, we'll be selling that lure at some point this year. And uh, we've got a lot of trips coming. We're definitely going to be going on more trips to the Channel Islands. And if everything goes well, we'll be going to Baja, California later this year. We'll see. Nothing, nothing definite there, but it's... It's uh, we've been playing with the idea, so we've got some things going on and more on the way. Obvious thing that comes to mind here when you're in a category of your interest, how much easier is it for things to blossom versus in a category not of your interest? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, when Casper and I, my twin brother, who I run California surf fishing with, uh, when we first started fishing, we didn't think of it as blossoming or anything. We just really enjoyed fishing and we liked doing it and we liked doing it. And it was it was like personally satisfying to catch bigger and bigger fish and figure out how to catch bigger and fish, bigger fish. So as you do that and you post your catches on Instagram or, you know, you meet other people on the beach or, or however you communicate with people, uh, you see that other people start having interest. And, uh, you know, I guess if you work in a corporation and you want to get another job, a better job, you do networking. Um, with the fishing thing, it doesn't quite feel like networking since you're communicating with people about things you actually enjoy and they actually enjoy. So you end up kind of having like a network of other people that you respect and that you can talk to about certain things. And it just kind of grows on its own because you like it, because you really enjoy it. So it doesn't feel like networking. I guess though, maybe it has an element of that. Um, did that answer the question? Yes, it did. 
Networking is a more professional type term, but you wouldn't associate it with where your interest lies. You don't see it as networking. You're just connecting with other people doing stuff that you like to do. They meet you, you meet them, it blossoms, but you don't have to look at it as like a 14-step process that you took part in. Right, it's not... I don't know if most networking is like this, but when I, when I worked in corporate, I perceive networking as like a means to an end. I mean, like, oh, I want this, so I'm going to do some networking. Uh, it's really hard to actually enjoy the process of communicating with other professionals in your field if you don't really like your field. So uh, in the fishing world, it's more like, oh, cool, that guy's cool. Uh, John's cool. I'm going to talk with him and talk about fishing a little bit or something like that. And then maybe an opportunity comes from that. Maybe not. It's not so important. It, it's not so conscious, like the idea of creating more and more opportunities, at least for, for me and Casper when we go fishing, um, because it's so fun. And then when we're on our own, Casper and I, we will ideate about how we maybe want to grow the California surf fishing thing. But it, it's all the basis for it is all fun and joy and being out there and, and, and sharing the joy. So none of it is particularly stressful. Reduce stress. My idea is that those little bits of like, oh, snap, or I could do that. They only kick in when it fits you in some way versus if it is a category of friction that is not your category, they're not showing up, those random volcanoes of ideas. Now you're really, you have to like force, okay, now we're doing a brainstorm session. Now we're gonna, mm, now we're gonna, mm. it seems very effortful versus, oh, you know what? We should take people to an island of sorts Right. If you like going to the island and fishing it yourself, I mean, we're, we haven't taken anybody to an island, but I'm just going along with, with, you, with your analogy. If you like going to the island and fishing it yourself, to take somebody to the island doesn't require any extra effort unless you really, really dislike the person that you're going with. But I find that most fishermen have some sort of like joy that you don't find in, in other walks of life. So almost every fisherman, there's always some sort of common ground, it seems, which is really cool. Um, yeah, I get along with most of them, so it kind of just grows on its own. It's a cool feature. Something fits your lane, it can smoothly grow. Right. When there's friction, you have to like force yourself to like, okay, how am I going to expand this? How am I going to do better in, in, in whatever I'm working in? And that's not enjoyable. And over time, I think that wears at you as a human being. But if you like something, then it, it, it becomes like play. Like, oh, this is fun. Oh, I'm, I'm making this YouTube video now. Oh, I forgot to mention that earlier. We're making uh, YouTube videos. Uh, we made one about uh, going to the Channel Islands and fishing that for a few hours. And there's one coming um, that specifically focuses on targeting uh, Cabazon from the surf. And those are really fun, too, because I can add music to them and kind of like merged like artistry with, with surf fishing. So fun and uh, tranquility and all that. So there are a lot more YouTube videos coming too. I forgot to mention that, I think. Yes. Now in this case, what are some, because it has blossomed into some items, what are some paths where your value comes through and is returned on the other end from individuals as far as what avenue subscription, um uh, in person as far as incoming profits um yeah so casper and i for a long time we just fished the two of us and that was cool we grew our skill set we really we important really, period important yeah, period. A period where we just grew our skill set and we enjoyed it. it was very like insular um for a little bit and then we got into fishing with other people and now we're guiding people right so we provide some value into 
in terms of like, okay, we'll show you how to read the water, how to catch the fish. And then, uh, you know, they say thank you. And then we have repeat guiding. I mean, we're still very new at guiding, I have to say. So it's not like we're like a well-oiled machine. But uh, there's definitely uh, some joy that our our clients or, or the people we take fishing have. And they let us know. And then they want to come back. And they learn how to catch on their own. That's the thing. You want them to be able to catch on their own too. So, so if everything goes really well, if you take somebody guiding a few times, they don't necessarily need me anymore. Because then I've, I've effectively taught them how to read the water. And they can go fishing alone. So, you know, while it may not be like super cheap to go fishing with me and Casper, uh, we teach you exactly how we fish so that you can have like the lifelong joy and peace that that fishing brings and and have it like a mainstay of your life, a staple of your life. So mm. as well, you have your book that has been out. Thoughts on that currently and may that lead to a follow up book or a workbook or anything in relation Right now, there is no follow-up book. Um, the book essentially covers 90% of the way I fish. Quite a bit. Yeah. So it's been a, a year and a half or something since the book. Are you Almost glad you put it out? Extremely glad because I was already writing down all the ideas to try to like come up with a comprehensive way of fishing the surfing in Southern California like me and my brother do. So uh, I was already writing it and I don't know, it would have been selfish to hold on to it. I, I liked writing it because it helped me like sort out the ideas that were already in my head and to like create like effective systems for targeting the fish. So it was really enjoyable to do it. And I was like, when I was about halfway through writing, I'm like, this is something that I could organize and, and like give to people to help them catch fish. So it's been rewarding because people have, have like emailed us and sent us their catches. And that's been really nice too. Um, Simultaneously, I don't have a follow-up book planned. Um, we're, we'll be doing more of the YouTube videos and, and that kind of content instead. Um, yeah, but the book has been just, it was a great way to like really put ourselves out there. There was pushback at first from a few people like, oh, you're gonna blow out all these all these spots. You're gonna, you're gonna our whole ocean will be devastated. Not the ocean. Um, the idea of the book was not to blow out any spots. A few spots were included so people have the basis for locating beaches on their own using Google Earth. And I think the only way you can do that is by showing a few spots and helping people uh, learn the methodology for finding beaches locally. So, um, and then, you know, people found their own beaches and, and used the book to help them catch calico bass and sheephead and, and halibut and stuff. So that's been really rewarding when people email us and say, oh, I caught that. Um, yeah, it's been great. The book has been great. Videos. You mentioned videos. Long form content, longer somewhat. And then short clips are obviously very popular at the current time. To do these, right now this is being recorded. Shout out to information. Let's go. This may be the first 4K episode effort on the show, which is very neat. Always trying things is very good. And we're coming in crystal clear. Now, that's production, production value. You always think of the end user, I have noticed, first when you make things, which is a great perspective to have for the end user because they would hope that you would think of them first. Your thoughts on production. When you're thinking of the videos, where does your mind go? Because I start from the just random idea. Oh, and then at the end, somebody might see it. I don't think you're thinking that way. I mean, I think it took some time for me to try to think of the end user. Like, I guess since, you know, we're new to videos, 
I'm realizing people like these short action-packed videos. Action-packed. Maybe bam, like bam, a bam. minute, you know, they just, they want to see like, oh man, I'm on the big fish. Oh my God, I brought it in. Which is cool because I talk like that. When I'm fishing, I'm actually very dramatic and expressive, which is, so it makes sense to, to film those. Um, I think naturally I, I gravitate towards more of the long form videos that have a little bit more depth, like setting up where we're going to fish, why we're going to fish there, what is interesting about it. Like the Channel Islands video that uh, we put together. So that was more like a documentary style, eight minutes type thing. Um, basically, yeah, I, I gravitate more towards that, but I realize like the shorts do generate a lot of views and I do naturally, you know, get a little dramatic while fishing. So we've leaned into that. And the end user wants to see action, but some of the end, some of the end users also want to see a little bit more of uh, historical stuff about the species that I'm catching or how fishing evolved in the region. So we have that depthy content coming on YouTube as well. That's cool. So you can speak to different demographics. Yeah, I don't know if I naturally do think about the end user, but I've trained myself to think about it more. Maybe if I thought about the end user, I wouldn't have put out the book first. I would have put out more YouTube videos and stuff like that because the book, it is like a comprehensive system and we just kind of dropped it without like having any videos of us fishing or anything like that. The order of yeah yeah hmm. you made me think of something we said dramatic i got a great idea here it's a short clip it's from right here it's going to be called armin destroys gary on fishing okay just came up with it all right, right. this will be a short clip hey i've caught alligators have you ever caught anything as big as an alligator no no yeah when you get to that level of skill you'll be able to catch an alligator but currently you're not there destroy 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 yeah you win i can't compete that's a clip right there. Yes. <laughs> we just went viral. <laughs> we just went viral in 2023. And then it just has to have destroyed in capitals. You know, an alligator gar is a kind of fish. It's not actually an alligator. I've never caught one, but I thought I'd mention that. Oh, now this is uh, Gary intellectually destroys Armin Beck. Yes. That's the second one. I just, the alligator might not count since it's not actually a fish, since we are a fishing channel. The clip is done at that point, okay, Gary. We already recorded the clip. It's out there. But that's great. We both have the ability to have one of those punchy shorts that get shared around a lot. Sometimes a short, as you may have noticed, will get viewed more than the long form video. Yeah, you had a like a sort of viral uh, short of Temple Grandin, I believe yes. that was her name. So, uh, and you know, it works, I suppose. So, yes. Side note, listeners, I did share that with her. She recently got back to me after traveling. I told her about the 145,000 views video and the other one she said it was very nice and very appreciated. It goes further than the long form. The long form is only for those who are most interested is the way I think about it. The short is for almost anybody can watch a short mm -hmm. clip and get into it in some way. The long form is only for somebody who's really wants to California start fishing and I want to learn fishing and I want to connect with this and understand the person a bit more. Right. The short form is like, oh, I want to see what it's like to be out there. Oh, that's fun. The short form typically, I think I associate it with fun. I don't associate it so much with learning. You could learn from a short video if it's done really well and, it, and it's, and it's, uh, the visuals are presented well, but I, 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 th I think like surf fishing, I wouldn't say it's hard, but if you want to get really good at it, it takes a little bit of time and effort to dissect things and analyze things and like absorb the information. So short form, you can't really learn a ton from short form, but it'd be fun and entertaining. And you know, people are busy, they're working, most of them, <laughs> nine to five and, and a little bit of entertainment just makes their day better. So when you frame it like that, it, it's like, yeah, let's, let's give people short form videos that they can enjoy. Right. 
what comes to mind in the fitness space, it would be how to get a six pack in 30 days as one of the most punchy or in the finance world, it would be how to make six figures within a three months online or something. What would it be in the fishing space? How to catch a 30 in 30 inch halibut in one week. Actually, I, all the punchy things aren't real guys, at least to me. Oh I, no, I just... he's revealed too much. <laughs> He's revealed too much. I, I can't do that. There's no, there's no like shortcut to anything that is worthwhile. He's just making life. that up. There are <laughs> shortcuts, and we're releasing a new course coming out next week. Uh, but you can, you can learn the methods of catching fish and and exponentially inc increase your likelihood of success. Uh, so there's. I wish I I should I should be more salesman. In five days, you will catch three legal white sea bass. Now I can't talk like that. It just doesn't make sense. Um, if you if you uh, learn the methods, you can. I will say there's this like idea that like surf fishing is a grind for catching big halibut or sheephead or calico bass. If you use the methods that might be in the book that are in the book, might to, be in the book. Uh, to find the spots and show up at the right time with the right conditions, there's like a ninety to ninety five percent chance you're going to hook into the fish. Uh, so. That's my marketing blurb, I suppose. Like, I will, I will go to a certain beach at a certain time and know, like, within 80% certainty, I'm going to catch illegal halibut in a one or one or two hour window. Um, it's not grinding. I don't grind. I don't comb the beach and I don't grind. And I don't fish seven days a week. I fish three days a week, maybe. So uh, you can maximize your chances of success. It still requires understanding and diligence and effort. If I can do it, you can do it too. That's it. That's a nice warm statement. Also, that idea you just said of if I go there, the percentage of it is very likely based on knowing your competence reminds me once of Sir Alan Sugar on the UK's version of The Apprentice said that I know that if I lost all my wealth somewhere, let's say a billion, uh, I would be able to come back and work in a warehouse and set up items to get it back again because he knows he has the ability. You know you have the ability. How does one build competence? Um, there's the knowledge, but there's also the practical application, right? Hours on the beach at a certain point, let's say, you know, everything, you're not going to have the confidence until you actually do it yourself or potentially have it modeled to you. Let's say like you were to fish with me or something and I were to, to model it to you exactly how I'm fishing. It might click within a couple of hours. Okay. That's how he's doing it. So I can probably do that myself. Uh, but if you were to do it alone, let's say with just the book, you still need the hours. You still need some sessions where you probably don't catch anything. And it'll start, the words on the page will start clicking in terms of how you actually see the beach. Um, yeah, it does, t anything that, that, you know, has some sort of cool reward at the end of it requires some sort of time and effort component in addition to understanding, I'd say. It's very obvious when you're describing that, that the difference between a person presenting coaching, like you need this for you versus you would benefit a lot from this for you is because it's very fine line between the person who is pretending to have that ability to pass it on versus the person who is saying, really, this information will get you up to speed much quicker. What's the differentiation between that line of the person who is more of a grifter and the person who is actually like, hey, this will get you there more valuably quickly uh if i understand your question correctly i think i'll answer with honesty um to 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 do something well 
It takes a little bit of effort. It takes some understanding. It is much easier to say, you're going you're gonna to catch these fish, guys. You're going to do it. Just like, you know, just to speak loudly like that and, and to like uh, motivate people with excitement. Um, but, but the honesty means that it will take a little bit of time and figuring things out. But it's just like any skill. The more and more you do it, the easier it gets. And it actually becomes more and more rewarding. Let's say like if you're a guitar player or something, those like first few months where your fingers are doing nothing, and like, oh my God, I, do I want to quit? It's those first few months where you're more likely to quit because your fingers aren't cooperating and aren't creating the sounds in your head. But the better and better you get at it, uh, the more enjoyable it gets. And you eventually like hit flow states when you're fishing where you're not really thinking because you've done it so many times. I, I think you've sent me an article with like uh, top tier athletes like Cristiano Ronaldo. He, he uses like less active mental processing than like a third division player because he's gotten so good at it. It's not like cognitively like difficult for him to do it. So the more you do it, once you get past that like initial like stress period where it seems difficult and daunting, then it becomes easier and you're, you're able to enter these awesome flow like states and just have like a great time at the beach. And to answer your question, yeah, the honesty, I think, means that you don't like, oh, my God, guys, this is so easy to catch these fish. All you need to do is this. You got to use this lure. Yeah, I mean, the lure is cool. The rod is cool. Gear is really cool. Uh, but more than that, it's like the understanding and putting in the time. And that's that's the truth of it, in my opinion. So when the person is bringing that towards you, you could feel it. One of them seems a bit more off and the other one seems like the person that's there with you. It's well, a different feel. Well, it's more exciting when someone's, you know, like smiling and saying, this is how to get it, guys, you know, and which, which is great. You know, that's fun. And it is all about fun. It is all about fun and joy. But it's not so like simple as in like use the right lure and use the right rod and use the right line and then you're out there. It's more about the understanding of the fish behavior. And once that's down, the gear is cool. The gear is good. You can increase your chances with the gear. But if you understand the fish behavior, I can use 10 different lures to catch halibut, no big deal. I can use a, a short rod with 20 pound, 15 pound line or something. And if the fish are there, then, you know, but the, the, the gear will increase your chances by like 15 or 20%, maybe, maybe if you got the best gear. That's another thing. When you get expertise in the field, you know, all the percents, like this will help you 40%. Going at this location will probably be 60% more likely. You have a sense prediction wise of what's going to work the person and i don't mean to offend other people out there who are really into their gear it's like super awesome it's good to have good gear or you know or into certain lures or into certain content i'm just saying it as as someone who's caught a good number of, of big fish that it isn't really all about that stuff that's all i'm saying no, do not mean to offend anybody that's a fair point now before i throw in some human behavior topics any descriptive summary california surf fishing direction for it to go rest of this year um obviously more fishing more fishing um i've got a lure that i'm working on that is a cool idea it's a little different than other lures uh that might come out if i test it and it catches a ton of fish otherwise you'll ne you'll never hear of it again so i'm working on that right now and we've got some awesome camping trips and uh those will be to the islands and maybe Baja California, maybe fingers crossed. That'll be so fun. And uh, YouTube videos, a lot of interesting YouTube videos will be coming. Maybe they'll be longer form. We'll also have a, a lot of shorts that'll be fun for you guys too. Um, yeah, that's it for now. I know uh, my brother Casper. He's he's a teacher. He'll have the summer off. He's got a bunch of other ideas that he's thinking of implementing. He did mention merchandise. Don't quote me on that. I don't really know yet. So. 
there are some ideas. Yeah, in the pipeline. That's cool. Now, I like that you mentioned Casper, and also you've spoken about the people who checked your material. Complete segue, but classic. The moment in time we currently have community or connection that people have, this is the biggest or most important factor for health The more than various other items I've seen multiple times. I agree with that. Right? Yeah. Uh, especially for the eldest, their connections are very important at this time. If they have them, it's almost like a gold mine. If they don't have them, it's a struggle of sorts. Now, related slightly, you have a community of people that you take out for the the fishing, that you know of that, you're part of the community. Yeah. I think these communities are way more common now than they were 15 years ago, ago thanks to online groups. There's a health benefit to it. What are your thoughts on the current landscape of connection, community, where people can or should go to to connect and we're speaking basically in the United States. Right. Uh, I can say in the fishing community, uh, Casper and I have our friends. Like we have good friends that we fish with and it's just awesome. Like not guiding, just like friends that we fish with and we and we BS and, and it's just freaking awesome. You have a tribe. And, it's fulfilling. And I think it does have health benefits and it boosts your morale. Like you go into whatever you're doing the next day with more confidence and you know, someone might not know what you did the day before, but they can tell that like you're in good spirits. And I think that energy is infectious. Um, in terms of overall United States communities, I don't really know that much about it because I'm, I'm so in my own fishing world. And I, I, I do know that there are serious benefits for having communities. Um, and those communities, I don't think should be limited to like online groups that we would just chat with people online. I think, I think that's, that, that doesn't have, uh, the greatest benefits compared to what you can experience when you have like a bunch of people doing something that they enjoy together. That's like when you, when you do the things you enjoy together, like your personalities start coming out and you start talking about other things and pe people just relax and it just becomes funner. Um, yeah. Maybe you could tell me a little bit more about communities across the United States. Cause my only, all the only real com community I have is my fishing community. Obviously I have my family and friends outside of fishing. Uh, but in terms of communities at large, I don't have a lot of, I don't know, input on that, I think. That's a fair point. And good examples there, by the way. Also, yes, I, I like the topic of it uh, first because focusing on even a heart disease or someone quitting smoking or drinking or other items that really affect health, I see as underneath, and even finances, again, I see it's underneath because without that feeling of connection and linking to others, the rest is just a frantic search for something like hopefully I can latch on to the alcohol drinking or eating a lot or some people they'll financial consumption. They might purchase a lot of items because of an emptiness of sorts. So that's why for me, this is louder than those. I don't go that far. I'm a fisherman. I go fishing. The practical world is good. It's good to have money, etc. But I hear you. Right. I hear you good, sir. I hear you too. <laughs> that's a cool thing. If we don't pay attention to all the variables, we're missing some variables is the way that I look at it. And it's easy to discount some parts of life, but they, I would say they are the most relevant or practical in a way. Yeah, I think community, uh, having good friendships, good connections with people, at least for my disposition are just, are just the, that's the real meat, real meat of life to me. And at the current time, is it easier to be part of an online grouping of the same category, similar to how TikTok connects you with people of your interest graph versus your social graph 
is the social graph diminished now? And it's more like if you like word searches, the stuff you're going to see now is word searches and not people you knew in fourth grade. I mean, it does seem to be the case when I scroll through my feed, which isn't like all the time, but, but I do sometimes scroll through TikTok or Instagram, my interests do tend to come up. And if I wanted to reach out to those people and be like, hey, man, I, I fished that exact place or whatever, you know, whatever I want to say, uh, there definitely is that is that potential. It does seem to be the case. Again, I can only speak from my little fishing world, but there is, yeah, there are multiple avenues to reach out if, if one is inclined. It's a valid point. It makes you wonder if that connection with that person in sixth grade or whenever it might have been was so in-depth or was there because of the application of that time period not as much connection with those that were specific to us and now that we can go more specific to us we look at that like maybe that was better but wait a minute it wasn't really connecting with us in full but there's also like in the modern modern age like i could scroll through my feed and see like 20 or 30 fishermen that i could message there's like limitless options but when you have that that dude next to you in class or whatever growing up and when we grew up we didn't have the internet or whatever you almost had to try to find calm. I think it, it may probably helps you uh, grow your social skills and whatnot. There's something nice about that kind of bond where like, oh yeah, we're in the same area and you have to find something meaningful in the confines of like your physical environment or where you just naturally go during the day. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I look back at those friendships fondly from, from younger. Yeah. There's a little bit to it of working with limitation which now we are unlimited in a way. It's the continuous, there's forever people and forever items. But at that time it was, there's John. And John does these three things, work with it. Yeah, it, it's kind of nice because you like commit to fostering something that can be really good. But at the same time, if you don't have a lot in common with them, then is the foundation really strong to like build something? So I guess you still have to use discernment back then to try to find somewhere. Just, you have something in common with them. Like, all right, I guess I'll be friends with Bob, not just because he sits next to me, but Bob plays video games too. Bob likes uh, Street Fighter like I do. He can come over and play, play Street Fighter with me, you know. This speaks on the importance of picking out the things in life that we most resonate with and what they actually are it might just be having a person nearby some people that's just it some people it might be the detail of it, it has to be like musical inclination so we can jam together as it's called you got to find out the like four or five things that i link with this and then work from that such that okay the the people that showed up from the online graphs or in-person graphs okay this is where it fits in it makes sense versus I'm just working with it and didn't really understand myself. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've noticed some people, you know, they can just be around each other and they just like the feeling of being around each other, a larger group of people. And that's, you know, that's fine too if that's what works for them. This is true. Now, I've done this variety before. Question for the host. Turnaround variety. Question: When did you get that Armin Show t-shirt and do you often wear it during the podcast? I got this Armin Show t-shirt, I'm going to say, my guess is two years ago, it could be three. Mary Rose Mullen of Scotland, my other Armin Show shirt as well. It's nice to have, as you can see, this was the previous logo that I made in Photoshop in about a period of time. And now I have a new one created by this individual. I don't know if I've mentioned that, but the I was new- say, I was like, it's probably over a couple years old because I made you I made you a new logo. Well, new then, it was new a year ago, two years ago, I don't remember. We'll go with a year ago? Yeah. I mean, that one has a charm to it too. It is nice. It somewhat it represents earth and the ground in a way, which is nifty. And the sky, it and seems the to sky. be the sky. And, and your, uh, your name is, is on the horizon, essentially. 
And as you can see, it's angled up because the trajectory of the show is on that way. <laughs> there you go. If there you, you go, folks. If you follow it for a period of time, it's on the upward trajectory. He's just going to keep telling you about how his show is on the up and up. That's uh, he's just subtle hints, maybe not even subtle at this point. He's just going to put it in there. At about eight degrees. Eight degrees. Of rise. Well, it's not a, It's not a, like a steep. It's not a steep rise. It's, not a, it's a slow incremental uh, up. That's our goal. We don't want to shock anybody <laughs> along the way. And we also... It wouldn't be downward. It's a buildup of sorts. Right. That's a valid point. And it's hard to be downward, though, isn't it? Like, do people lose subscribers? On, well, people lose interest, but they, I guess you can lose, like, unsubscribe. People unsubscribe. Oh, no. It's quite difficult. The few shows that come to mind that have lost subscribers, there was a real shock moment. Okay. They might have been, yeah. quote, destroyed in some way by some other individual. Or they did something that made them look... Cancelled. Cancelable. Cancelled, folks. And after that occurred, it was game, set, match for a period. But never, none that I can think of now actually were gone from such. It was more of a downslope and then either a return or a flattening. I've never seen them just disappear into nothingness. We're not meant to be cancelled as human beings. It doesn't even make sense to cancel. Like, how do I cancel a lemon tree? Yeah. I think I think cancel culture is slowing down. I'm not really sure. I don't know much about this stuff. Again, that one, again I'm just a fisherman. That one is a, right, but that one is a yes. It has reduced the amount of uh, shock responses to items has now diminished, which is quite good in that aspect for the health of society. So that's a positive. Cool. One last closing for the item. Um, a, I usually do a life message or a message from the material, but this one will be... A broad question, how does one handle all their goals? How do they look at it? How does one handle all the goals they have or that are upcoming? What's the best way they can do it in a relaxed way so it doesn't overwhelm them? I don't really know if I'm great at that. Sometimes there are just a lot of things to do. Well, we have, my brother Casper and I, we have a, a document which talks about the things we want to do. And then I, I open it and decide... Oh, what do I want to tackle today? Should I edit a video today? Okay. And we can, we probably should put together a spreadsheet and like color coded in terms of urgency, what we think would be like the most fruitful thing to approach next. Um, but it's also, I think, instinct. There's also like, it's, it's not just like, oh, strategically, what's the best? There's also, you have to take into account joy, right? If you, if you enjoy something, like I, I, like Casper wants to look into like merchandise and stuff or like t-shirts and I'm naturally not inclined at all in that realm. So he should go more towards that if he finds a little bit more joy in it. Uh, whereas I'm enjoying right now, I'm enjoying video, video editing and, and doing the slow-mos and putting the music to it and like creating this kind of like ebb and flow in the video that captures the essence of what the fishing experience, like I'm enjoying doing that. So I'm putting more time into that. Obviously you don't want to go fully into the joy at all times. You have to have some strategy as well. But I think it's like a balance of like what probably will be the most uh, beneficial for us and also what is also fun to work with so you don't like burn out. Does that make sense? Yes, you don't want to burn out. I'll add one point to that. We can reach, it's like a self-esteem type material. We can reach a multitude of our goals. It's well within our reach based on our belief. Yeah. And effort in that direction or any thoughts or writing in that direction yeah. just helps it along. Yeah. I, I really believe if people enjoy stuff, they can reach their goals, whatever they are. If you want to be like the best accountant in the world, you can do it. If you if you like it to a certain... I think you have to like something to a certain extent to be really good at it. 
All I mean, some people like, you know, reading a textbook about law. If they actually like it, they might be a great lawyer. A lot of people don't. A lot of people like fishing. <laughs> so I think a lot of people can get good at fishing. Right. Yeah, over time. Connects with their interest. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's like our primal instinct. Like we, we come from, we're like hunter-gatherers like thousands of years ago. And getting out on the beach and catching something, it taps into like wanting to like give your family a fish or something. Though we are catch and release because we don't need to keep fish anymore. And we'll keep these ecosystems going strong. That's a cool thing. That's the idea, at least. We've got a theme right there. It is a theme. CAR is my acronym for that. Not Catch every fish. Release. Not every fish survives, but hopefully 99% of them do. Right. Fair. Gary, I would like to thank you for having joined on this, the 393rd episode. Wow, those numbers are getting big. Big numbers, man. Thank you. On the Armin Show. Thanks, Armin. For have, thanks, man. Bringing forth some material on California surf fishing. A little bit on human connection and community and a little bit of feedback on the host and description. Thank you. You know it. And we are out.